When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Seven Chakras, episode 158. There will never be a voice outside of you that is wiser than your own soul voice or holds more authority over you. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, my Action Tribe? AJ here, your host, your friend, and your fellow action taker. And I'm coming to you all the way from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. One more time to inspire and help you embark on a human revolution. This is your on-demand radio station for a transformation, your oasis for ancient wisdom. And if you've been wanting to make a change in your life, then you are at the right place at the right time, action taker. As always, we have a really inspiring episode in store for you today. But before that, I have one small announcement. Making a change in your life is not easy because it's just not about the principles and techniques and modalities that you learn about. It's about transforming the way you think. They say that you are the sum average of the people that you hang out with and that is exactly the reason why I've created a private Facebook group for Action Tribe so that you can truly embark on a transformation. You can ask questions, mingle with other members and feel like you are part of something larger than yourself. And our group is growing each and every day. To join the My 7 Chakras private Facebook group, all you have to do is Type this link onto your browser. That's my7chakras.com forward slash tribe. My7chakras.com forward slash T-R-I-B-E. And once you hit join, I'll add you into the group. I look forward to seeing you inside our Facebook group so that you can take some more action. And with that, we are now ready to bring you our featured guest for today, Janet Raftis. So Janet, are you ready to inspire? I am. Thank you, AJ. That's awesome. So Janet Raftis is an energy healer and psychic medium. In addition to facilitating healing and readings, she teaches empaths and sensitives to activate their intuitive superpowers in a way that feels safe. She leads classes and retreats around the world. So Janet, I know our listeners are really going to learn a whole lot of amazing stuff today. But before that, I have the first question for you. What is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that quote play out in your day-to-day life? My favorite inspirational quote is from author Megan Watterson and it is, there will never be a voice outside of you that is wiser than your own soul voice or holds more authority over you. And... This quote is very special to me because I truly believe that we have everything that we need to know is accessible to us through us by going within, connecting to our higher selves. And and that when we learn to really step into that, we feel so empowered and a flow of life opens up for us that is very, very beautiful. That's been my experience and one that I've been fortunate to be able to facilitate for others as well. I really love 
that quote and its message action drive your soul's voice is wise my question to you is are you listening to your soul's voice and if not yet and you are already on your journey because you've taken so many steps and you're going to learn some really amazing insights today that will help you get one step closer to listening and tapping into the power of your soul's voice. So let's dive in. Janet, what is intuitive development? Well, intuitive development sort of traditionally has been perceived as really accessing the upper chakras, the seventh and sixth chakras, opening up to spirit, connecting to spirit, angels, guides, activating our intuitive senses. And that is that is the truth. It's, I have found, only part of the truth. I think that most of us who are Well, everybody has the ability, but for those of us who are sensitive, when we open up our upper chakras without fully embodying ourselves beforehand by really going into the root chakra and really connecting inward, then opening up our intuition can lead to a lot of overwhelm, anxiety, illness, and difficulties. So for me, intuitive development is really about starting the process by going within, by accessing our own wisdom, like I mentioned before in that quote, by becoming really in tune with us and learning what feels right to us, what doesn't feel right to us, and how to live in alignment with that. And then from there, what we can do is we can go from that really grounded and embodied space, we can go up into the upper chakras from a very solid, supported set point. And from there, when we access the upper chakras and the connection to spirit and the divine, the energy that's flowing through our body is very balanced. It's um, And it feels really calming versus um, I have a lot of empaths who come to me extremely overwhelmed or sensitive. They don't understand what's going on. And, and when we can get into that safe space of the body, then our intuition really feels safe, supported, and it flows really nicely. Mm -hmm. So I love your explanation. You said essentially it's about accessing the upper chakras, the seventh and sixth chakras and activating your intuitive sense. But before that, that's not just enough, right? You need to go to the lower chakras first to really root and embody yourself to form the foundation. And once you have a strong root foundation, you're able to ascend to the higher chakras and then activate your intuitive sense. So love your explanation. Janet, based on what I've heard, people might be gifted in different areas of intuition, like clairsentience, clairaudience, and so on. So for someone who is new to the space, what are some of the different types of intuitive abilities? So there are many, and AJ, it's really interesting because I'm sort of discovering more and more, but what is sort of widely recognized is clairvoyance is the first and foremost. I say it's kind of like the superstar of the clairsenses. Everybody knows about it. And it's sort of what has always sort of defined psychic activity. Clairvoyance is the ability to see things. And this might be in your mind's eye. It might be outside of your mind's eye. So it might be very physical, like somebody actually seeing an apparition, seeing an angel or an earthbound spirit. Or it might be in your mind's eye um, that you are able to see and visualize things that um, have happened or that will happen. Um, In addition to that, we have clairaudience, as you mentioned, and that's the ability to psychically hear. Same thing. These noises can come from outside your head. Like you might hear an earthbound spirit or might hear clapping or you might hear somebody talking to you. You might hear music. It can also come inside your head and that can be the same thing. You can get the same sensations, only it's a little different. So and I think it's important to note that it's both because a lot of people are having a lot of psychic experiences, but not understanding that they are because it's not 
the way they thought it was supposed to be. Um, and then there's also um, clairsentience, which is similar to empathy, but a little different. So if somebody's an empath, and that is an, a psychic sense, an intuitive sense, an empath is able to actually like really be in the body of another sentient being or even situation or place and feel the energy of it through their own body. So that's what empathy Um clairsentience is really having physical, psychic, physical sensations outside of you. So this may be feeling pushed by an earthbound spirit or feeling like a hand has come out and put its, um, itself over your heart for healing. So there's um, actually when you're feeling something on the outside of your body is clairsentience. We have clairalliance, which is psychic smelling. This um, happens a lot. Actually, with we hear things about like cigarette smoke and cigar smoke and perfumes, very identifiable scents that are associated with someone or something. That's another psychic sense. Augustance is very similar. That is actually psychic tasting. And um, so you might actually taste um, if you, you know, say you're connecting with your grandma and she made amazing apple pies, you might actually feel or taste the apple pie in your mouth while you're connecting with that feel, that energy. And then, um, you know, it's interesting because I find that there are more and more opening up and I've even recently, so I, I, and I share this because I think it's important to recognize like when I reopened, I've always been very intuitive, but when I reopened, I was not clairvoyant. And so I was like, well, I have all these intuitive things, but I'm not psychic because I thought you had to be clairvoyant to be psychic. And as soon as I had a shift in perception, as soon as I had that moment of understanding, oh my God, I'm getting all this other psychic information, then I was, the clairvoyance came and opened up, like, because I was starting to fill in the information. And then the clairvoyance was able to just pop open. But I've really gotten to this point of understanding. And I think this is, you know, so important in our and all of our development is that, you know, we live in a field of infinite potential, limitless possibilities. So there's really nothing, there's really nothing that we can't experience. And if we go into intuitive development with this open, you know, mind and open heart, and, you know, always with like the best and highest good in mind, then we can really start accessing things we didn't know possible. Like, so something that's been happening for me recently is that I'm psychically experiencing textures, and I don't really know how to say it, but I'm experiencing the sensation of texture without actually touching things. So, you know, you never know what might happen. <laughs> mm, love your response. Action Tribe, there are different types of intuitive abilities, clairvoyance, your ability to see things. So in case you've seen something, whether it's internal or external, then you're probably a clairvoyant. Clairaudience is your ability to hear things, might have your empathic ability to be able to feel things by being in somebody else's body. Uh, similarly, clairsentience to feel someone inside your body. Is that correct? Clairsentience? Outside of you. Okay. Clairsentience is outside of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So clairsentience is really feeling someone outside your body. Mm-hmm. Clairalliance is to be able to smell something psychically and clairgustance yeah. is the psychic tasting. So, so many different things yeah. and so many different sensations that people are trying to make sense of and then giving them names. So, really, it's about learning more and more about how you can tap into the intuition, intuitive signs that you're getting from all directions. So, Diving a bit deeper, as you know, many of our listeners are gradually awakening to their intuitive abilities. What are some signs that a person might experience that sort of suggest that they might be and intuitive. So one of the most common that I see in my clients is they start to really, really pick up on the feelings and emotions of others. So empathy is something that 
is, is it comes very early for most sensitives. And there's a lot of not understanding it. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by crowds, if you're feeling overwhelmed by noises or being around a lot of people, if you are interacting with people and then feeling drained or hyper energized afterwards, these this is something that may be cluing you in that you are you're experiencing more than just what is yours in those situations. Also, um, a lot of people that I work with come to me and they are, everybody's different. Um, Somebody may come and say, I have the sense that there is a spirit around me and they may see it or they may feel it or they may just get like a sensation that it's there without really understanding what's going on. But I think across the board, empathy seems to be the strongest. So anyone that is sensitive and experiencing any of the clear senses is usually, not always, but usually pretty empathic. And that will be coming in along with it. Mm -hmm. So I love the fact that you spoke about one of the challenges, which is a sense of overwhelm, especially in a crowd or a small space for that matter. Diving a bit deeper again, what are some of the challenges that an empath faces or on his or her journey to becoming an experienced intuitive? I know that you help deal with some of the challenges, but based on your experience, what are some of the challenges that an empath might face? Overwhelm is really the number one. They don't really understand what's happening and it's very agitating to the system, especially because most empaths, what is not recognized is that people who are empathic are generally have been empathic their whole lives, but we have found ways to shut it down, right? Whether it's, you know, numbing out in some way or ignoring it or whatever it might be. So what happens is when they, right now we're in an awakening, like the sensitivities on the earth are growing stronger and stronger and stronger and more of us are accessing this. So what's happening is that even people who've been pushing it down for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, that veil is being lifted. And so all their sensitivities that have been repressed are starting to wake up. And it's a sense of like, oh my God, like this is so much. All of a sudden, they don't know how to handle things that they used to be able to handle. So the overwhelm comes from that. Anxiety is another one. We've all kind of numbed out and come into our upper chakras. As a society as a whole, we are not grounded in our root chakra. And so what happens is the energy body becomes very top heavy, right? Your upper chakras are more open. Mm. Your bottom chakras are very small, typically. It looks kind of like a rigid tornado is how I feel it energetically. And when I'm working in my healing sessions, that's how it shows up. And so you can imagine it kind of makes you like kind of sway all over the place, right? You're not very resilient in that energetic construction. And so that lends itself to the overwhelm. It also lends itself to anxiety because your energy is not flowing through your whole body. So they're in the, you know, the people this is happening to in their upper chakras, sensitivities are opening up. They come into, you know, they start to notice that they're in groups or they're with people who are draining them and they're not able to effectively ground and hold a strong foundation because of the way their energy is acting um, or the way they're carrying their energetic field, so to speak. So those are the two primary ones. But in addition to that, you know, there could be a weakened immune system could be happening, feeling tired all the time, feeling depressed and not really knowing why. And certainly there are a lot of things that could cause these symptoms, a lot of other things, but this is one. And these symptoms I see in most people who come to me and they're like, I used to be able to do these things. I can no longer hang out with these people anymore. And I don't understand why. So relationships are becoming very challenging. Their jobs are becoming very challenging because a lot of times they work in 
offices, there's a lot of people, there's, you know, fluorescent lighting, there are all these, it's not very nurturing <laughs> to the energy field. And so they're becoming overwhelmed in the environments. Mm-hmm. Firstly, I loved that you said that many of us might have received our gifts from birth, mm-hmm. but we tend to suppress these gifts due to our surroundings. So yeah. what we're really doing is taking out these blocks and sort of acknowledging and embracing our gifts once again. Yes. And the fact that some people are upper chakra dominant, which sort of resembles like a tornado, which means that the upper chakras are strong, but you need to do some more work, some more exercises, some more practices on your lower chakras to really get grounded and embodied. That's really insightful for someone who's really interested in developing their intuition somebody who might recognize these signs that we've spoken about and I've sort of said okay I might be more in the clairaudience mm-hmm. side or maybe clairvoyant how do you help could you walk us through your coaching program what exactly are they going to learn during the program so we start by doing the lower chakra energy and the embodiment work those are the like basically the first two modules we work with. Once we've gone through that, we do start to go into communicating with spirit guides and opening the clear senses. And what we do is we start by going into what senses the person does have. So like in my experience, I have found that many other people think, well, I don't see anything, so I'm just not psychic. So there's a block there, right? So what we do is we do some work to go into, well, what is happening for you? In my case, I was extremely clear audience, but I didn't recognize and cognizant. I didn't mention this before. Claircognizant is when we have clear knowing. And that is really sort of just knowing things without knowing how you know them. Many wise people are claircognizant. They just have the answers. They don't even really know that where they came from. So sure. I was very clairaudient and very claircognizant, but I had no idea that these were psychic senses, right? So what we do is we, we go in and we explore, well, which senses are working? And we tune in and I um, also work with their teams and And we may do some healing work as well to get in and really see what the energetic structure is and what's going on. And then we start to really develop and cultivate the senses that they do have. So maybe they are um, clairalliant and clairsentient, you know. And so we'll start by building those senses and getting, you know, the person really comfortable with those senses. And then from there being like, oh, my God, I do have these senses, these intuitive senses. I am intuitive. There's like a relaxing that happens, right? And we can kind of drop into that space and then we can open up the experience so that there is a window that opens for the others. And I have found that when that when we do this, something else will come through very quickly. Now, some of it may take time. Some people will go from no clairvoyance to clairvoyance in a minute. And it is possible to happen. Mm -hmm. In my case, it developed over the course of time. Um, Eventually, I started seeing pictures here and there. And and now it's extremely developed. So it just depends. But what we do is we find what the strength is. We cultivate the strength. And then from the strength, we allow the others to come in and we start building those up around it. Got it. Now, you said that you help people connect with their guides. And it seems like that's a core component. You Mm -hmm. said that you work with the teams in order to really help people develop their intuitive abilities, whether it's clairaudience or clairsentience or claircognizance. Who are these guides? So we all have teams with us and they're different Mm -hmm. for every person. So, you know, we all have one or two guardian angels. Everybody does. We get them at birth. We get them before birth because we determine before we even come into the physical, we get together with our our panel or board of directors or a team, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we choose. And so we come in with the guardian angels and we come 
in with a life guide. And I have found that pretty much everybody has those things. We also have other guides according to what we're here doing. And not only that, what we're doing at this certain period in our life. So I find that most people usually have, you know, five to eight that are pretty consistently around them. Of those five to eight, you know, two to three will be very active with the person. Um, The others will kind of pop in and out. So you might have, if you're an artist, you might have a creativity guide. If you're a writer, you might have a writing guide. If you're an accountant, you might have a finance guide, you know? So it really can be anything or anyone. And these guides, some um, have, most of the guides have incarnated at some point in time in my experience. I'm sure that there are, um, you know, like I said, it's limitless potential. But in my experience, most guides have incarnated and we have tended to incarnated with one or two of them or more at some point in our soul's history. Most of them are not in the incarnating any longer. They've sort of decided to move from physical to more solely in the spirit realm. And then also every once in a while, we'll have somebody who's crossed over who has decided to spend a lot of time with us for some reason, and they will become one of our guides. And we also have spirit animals that are with us. So we all have, you know, one or two spirit animals that hang out with us. And then even given that sort of baseline, that's like kind of the team, right? Even from there, we have different ones that we call in at different times. So as soon as somebody decides to be a healer, well, a healing guide comes to them. I mean, it's something that happens if you get Reiki attuned, you get a guide. Mm. If you start working in another field, you'll get a guide that resonates with that field and that field's work. If you're a physician, you'll most likely have a guide who's been a physician of some sort in a past lifetime. So yeah, it's Mm -hmm. very interesting. So as we sort of go through life and then say, you know, you're moving through your life and maybe you go through a big loss, then you might have some more guides come in to really support you in that. And always, always, this is so important to remember, we can ask and have whatever support we need. So if we feel like we need more support, I have one client who was like, my finances are a disaster. I want a finance guide. And she called that finance guide in and she's working with them. You know, (laughs) I mean, that's Mm. brilliant. And we can do that for anything. We can call in angels. We can call in guides. So, you know, we, I say, you know, what I see is usually five or eight showing up. You can have as many as you want. None of them are going to be hurt that you're calling in other guides. What our guides want, the reason they're with us is for our best and highest good. So we're not bothering them by asking for things. They want to help us. So there you go, Action Tribe. In Spirit Inc., your spirit guide could be a full-time member or your spirit guide could be a project consultant. Some are there throughout your life and some are here to help you with a certain challenge or to develop a certain type of skill, whether that's public speaking or if you're a doctor, you might have a doctor spirit guide. If you're a entrepreneur, you might have a entrepreneurial mind or for that matter, if you're a new parent, you might have a spirit guide for that particular skill set and experience. So thanks a lot for that clarification. Janet, how did you first enter the field of intuition? You know, as I said before, I was always intuitive, very, very connected to energy. I could, from a very young age, see energy very clearly and I have very, very vivid memories of being very young and playing with it like just playing with energy and having a great Mm -hmm. time with it. Um, I was highly empathic and um, as well. And so I shut down my sensitivities when I was very young because it was very overwhelming. When I was 33, a year after my son was born, I started to 
pursue personal healing to deal with some trauma that I had not been able to clear. And and really to kind of, was, I was very sick and I was very depleted and I didn't know what was wrong. I was feeling depressed, anxious. And I, with the exception of having this amazing child, which like he was my light, but everything else felt like it was crumbling, even my physical body. And so I, you know, through a series of synchronicities, of course, ended up studying with a Reiki master and immediately took to it. It was like, you know, I was kind of like, of course, of course, where has this been? And so as soon as I started doing the healing work, my intuitive senses opened up. And then, you know, I was doing healing work for several years before I started teaching intuitive development. And the intuitive development came because, you know, my intuition opened very quickly. And I was the person that is coming to me now. I was overwhelmed. I could only have a couple healing sessions a week without feeling drained and exhausted. I Mm. was feeling everybody else's stuff. I was carrying it around with me. You know, I was using some of the tools that I'd read about in books or seen online, which was like to put a bubble around me or use a grounding cord. And it just wasn't enough. Like it was good. It was helpful, but it wasn't enough for me. And what happened was... I started really working with my team. I did some core emotional healing, which was a huge part of my process and um, and opened me up even more. But it also allowed me to kind of come into my intuition from this space of, okay, so what is not working here? And really, I started connecting with my team and getting information from them. And they started providing me with the tools and exercises that I needed to really get fully embodied. And when that happened, my intuition soared. I mean, I was very intuitive already, and it just opened up. And then from that space, I was like, Oh, I want to share this with others because, you know, I, I don't want others to have to experience what I experienced. This is a gift. And yet so many of us have felt burdened by it, right? And so I wanted to be able to help others really access it as the gift that it is. And as soon as I set that intention, you know, they all started coming. So um, that's really the evolution of it. And um, and I just, I love it. I'm so, I'm so passionate about it because I really see the shift that is able to be made and for us, for all of us to be able to trust ourselves, like how huge is that, you know, to really be able to go within and connect with our intuition and then have that mm-hmm. to feel confident. So yeah, that's great. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. Now, for all the empaths listening to the show right now, this very moment, what is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners on their journey to mm-hmm. becoming an empowered intuitive? Yes. So I think the very first thing to do is to spend some time in your body. And the best way to do this that I've found, um, a tool that was given to me by my guides, is to, you know, every day, and really is helpful to do it in the morning, is to start your day by putting your feet on the ground and taking a few moments to breathe, just nice, rhythmic, your normal breath, but to start and do a body scan, to start down with your feet and to really feel your feet on the ground. Feel your feet on the ground, feel them connected, feel yourself in your feet, feel how strong they are, how supportive they are. And then from there to work your way up your entire body, like noticing your body, feeling your body, feeling yourself structurally within your body, feel yourself breathing, nice long breaths from your stomach, really letting that, you know, life force energy move through you. And to go all the way through and do this scan. And from that space of starting your day, really, okay, I'm here. I'm in my body. I feel safe right now in this moment. I am safe. 
to cultivate that simple exercise and then to bring yourself back to it throughout the day. If you notice yourself anxious to just stop and and breathe and take a moment to feel your feet on the ground and have that little reset I have found is Mm. invaluable. So wonderful. Action Tribe to access the show notes for this episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 158. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 158. Vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision just passes the time. Vision with action can change the world. This is an amazing quote by Joel Barker. Action Tribe, the message is clear here to really make progress on your grand vision to step into the greatness that has always been destined for you to become the man or woman that you were meant to be. You not only need a grand vision, but also you need an action plan. And that's exactly why there is so much focus on this show on the concept of action because the momentum that is built from taking massive action towards your well-defined vision will help you move past your challenge and into your destiny. So Janet, on the very specific topic of challenge, share with us what has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome in your life? How did you encounter it? And then what steps did you take to overcome the obstacle? When I referred earlier to trauma I had experienced and when I was in high school, I was raped and That was sort of the moment I had already been shutting down, but that was the moment that I really shut down, really, really shut down. And then even from that space, you know, I really turned to numbing out alcohol and drugs and I stayed in that place for a long time. And it was around the time that, you know, that I got pregnant that I really um, was like, I really have to change this. And so, you know, I had given, you know, I'd stopped drinking and I had stopped smoking cigarettes. I was very unhealthy um, and and very stuck in, I had PTSD without a doubt. Looking back now, I had PTSD and I had no idea that I did. And then when I kind of gave up on my vices and got pregnant, I was like a raw nerve ending. It was crazy. And so I turned to Reiki. That was the thing that really saved me. And that was the really the thing that really put me back on, on this path of releasing my victimhood and stepping into empowerment. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. If you had to share one life lesson based on your experience with our listeners, what would that be? I really believe, speaking to what I just said, was that power can only be taken from us if we're willing to let go of it. And I have empowerment has been a theme over and over in my life and stepping into that sense of personal power. And I've been challenged many times with it. And I think, you know, another very major turning point I had was after the collapse of two very important relationships to me, you know, I could have really retreated into myself and said, you know, I, this is too much and and this sucks. And, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna run away. I was tempted to do that. But instead, what I did was I looked at what was my role in this. And that's not to say that there wasn't wrongdoing all the way around. But I looked at it and said, and I said, where was I giving my power away? How was I giving my power away in these relationships? And then I said, how can I change that? And I really recognized that what I do day to day, how I live my life day to day is what I am creating. Like I got it. I really got it in that moment of, you know, if I want things to change, I have to change. I have to do something different today. So today, what is my different step? What is my courageous step? What is the fear that I'm going to walk through? Well, thanks once again for sharing this story with us. Mm -hmm. I know going back to a moment in the past is never an easy experience. You shared that in high school, you were raped, which I'm sure was a traumatic experience. You had shut down, you turned to alcohol and drugs at a certain point, which was painful. And you realized at a certain point that you had to change 
your life because your health was bad you had ptsd and the whole experience i'm sure was painful but at that point you turn to reiki which is a topic that we've discussed so many times on our show it's really really therapeutic yeah. and life's changing and you embraced it and with your whole experience you taught us that we need to let go and not run away but really assess the situation at hand and doing so will allow you to understand where are those areas where you've let go of your power and that will help you step into your power finally so thanks a lot for sharing i think it's really really inspiring for all the listeners listening to the show no matter where they're listening whether in their car or home or at work it's really inspiring and action tribe while it's important to read books to listen to podcasts like ours and to plan your vision it's really important to align your goals with your inner gps right so basically assessing the situation before stepping into your power it's important to align your goals with your inner gps the human spirit as we're getting to know in each and every episode is gifted with strengths that are beyond comprehension the human spirit has an inner knowing that helps it achieve its purpose the intuition that we're learning so much about the intuition the gift that you have since birth but for some reason it's being suppressed action taker you need to awaken insight because as carl jung once said your vision will become clear only when you look into your heart those who look outside dream but those who look inside they awaken so janet as on today what is your life's calling This tuning into the inner guidance system is my life calling, helping other people to do that and helping them to heal along the way so that they can open into this, their full, a more full sense of self. And so I believe that, you know, through energy work and energy practices and embodiment work, we can really safely access our inner guidance system. But I also work with Alicia Miller, who does great emotional core, core emotional healing. And um, we do a lot of work together. Um, we do retreats together. And the reason is that we have found <laughs> that those two things, core emotional healing and opening your intuition go hand in hand very well. So if you do the core emotional healing, which is to access the repressed emotions and repressed trauma, then you move into the awakening from a much more empowered sense. And so my life's calling really is to, you know, <laughs> to work with the people who are on on this end of the spectrum, my end of the spectrum of opening the intuition and learning to trust themselves and have that inner guidance system working for them whether they're at the grocery store or meditating or with their family on vacation, you know, in any situation, but also to really help guide people to the healing that they need to create the foundation to step into that in a more empowered way and a lot of times that comes through my work with Alicia Miller as well so very passionate about it so that's really inspiring if you had to go back in time was there ever a defining moment in your life maybe a book that you read or a conversation that you had that really changed things for you yeah so i read the book after um the <laughs> sort of a blow up of the two relationships i i discussed a few moments ago i felt really disempowered i felt very victimized um i was really hurt and yet i knew that i didn't want to go down that road but I I, I kind of I felt myself kind of getting stuck in some old patterns and and then through a series of beautiful synchronicities I was led to the work of Megan Watterson and this amazing book that she wrote called Reveal a guide to becoming spiritually naked and that book talks about 
Um, it's about reaccessing the divine feminine. Um, and whether you're a woman or a man, it's about really reclaiming the worth and the value of who we are. And solely by virtue of being here, by being here in physical form, we have divine value and worth and strength. And um, reading her story and sharing her, you know, learning from her perspective as a, as a really amazing you know, theologian who is also like fun and funny and sexy and just like so in her female body and so claiming of that was life-changing for me. It was amazing. So thanks a lot for sharing that moment with us. And with that, we've arrived at the last round for today, the wisdom round, which is a rapid fire round with uh, four questions. Janet, out of all the advice that you've received in your life, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you? This won't surprise you, AJ, but it is to trust myself over anyone else and to cultivate my inner connection and my inner voice. Sure. Name a personal habit that keeps you strong. The embodiment exercise that I mentioned earlier, it keeps me energetically strong and it keeps me physically strong because it keeps me in my body. Um, it is something that I do every day, many times a day in some way, shape or form. So what's your morning routine like? I have a son and my partner has a son. Um, they're both adolescent boys. So we have kind of, um, and pets, I have a dog and a cat and a snake. So we have a really, really busy early morning. And so the first about 45 minutes to an hour is us sort of getting everybody fed and taken care of and out the door. And then after that happens, we go outside and we leave our phones inside. We go out on our porch and we drink tea together and we talk and connect and we share. And, you know, we make sure to not bring certain things into that conversation. It's a very um, nurturing conversation connection between us. And then the two mm -hmm. of us do a co-meditation together where we connect our heart centers and meditate on something that is important to us as um, a couple. And then um, we go into our day and I do have my own meditation practice. But as far as my morning ritual, it's more our days are so hectic that my partner and I have found that it's very important for us to start from a place of feeling connected to one another before we kind of go <laughs> running through the rest of the day. So. so name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. The book Reveal that I just mentioned by Megan Watterson. <laughs> it's the most important book that I've ever read. But I'll give you one more since I already talked about that one. And I think um, Conversations with God. Um, that book really, really opened me up to understanding the pure potential of source energy in a way that was very profound. And um, I still go back to that book and just, you know, I'll ask a question of spirit and then just open up to a random page to, to see what comes through. And, and it's just a valuable, um, a valuable work, all of the, the whole series. Action Tribe to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 158. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 158. So Janet, thanks a lot for coming on our show today, sharing your stories, your amazing advice about intuition, the different types of intuition, mm -hmm. and what we need to keep in mind in case we've recognized that we're already an empath and we want to really develop our intuitive abilities and navigate the challenging world of an intuitive or a sensitive. So uh, before you go, tell us one thing that you're grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you as well. Oh my goodness. I am so grateful for... <laughs> For my life right now, um, I 
you know, even 10 years ago, had no idea that I could feel so blessed. And um, I have an amazing partner. I have an amazing child and my partner's child, just my family and my friendships, like the, the people and the energy that is around me. You spoke at the beginning about cultivating, you know, the energy of our tribe and the people that we resonate with are, are what we, you know, sort of give and breed in ourselves and cultivate in ourselves. And I am blessed with, um, with the people in my life. Amazing. And how do we find you online? Um, so my website is um, JanetRaftis.com, J-A-N-E-T-R-A-F-T-I-S. Um, yeah, that's the easiest way. You can find me on Facebook as well. So there you go, Action Tribe. In case you've really loved the content and we spoke about today, which I'm sure you did. And if you want to take more action towards developing your intuitive abilities, um, then head on to JanetRaftis.com. We'll have the link up in the show note as well. And I think... And I believe that these skills, uh, recognizing your gift that you've been given uh, since birth is really going to help you uh, in your human revolution, in your transformation, so that you can not only help yourself, but also the people around you. So thank you so much for coming on our show, Janet, reminding us about the power of intuition and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Yes, yes, you're so welcome. And AJ, I do have... Um a webinar if anybody's interested in it um, available for them if they feel like maybe they are an overwhelmed empath um, they can access a webinar from my website with backslash chakras um, to get more information and to learn a few techniques to help them out sounds great we'll have that link as well on the show notes thank you so much Seven Chakras. Go to my S-E-V-E-N Chakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.